Five years ago, Stephen King and George Romero, two masters of the macabre, created their hallmark of horror, Creepshow. Many would argue that nothing of significance has happened since. Until now. Maybe you don't get out much. Oh, this is crazy. This is totally crazy. Maybe you're always running late. I gotta go. Or maybe you just have other things on your mind. They gotta make me a movie star. But if you only make it to one scary film all year, make it one you remember all year long. <laughs> Creepshow 2. You like movies that will keep you stuck in your chair. Stephen King and George Romero have conjured up an all-new creep show. No! No! It's impossible! Just for you. I mean, what is it? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. So don't just sit there. I'm gonna swim for it right now. Walk. Run. Swim if you have to. I got you! But whatever you do, don't take your time. Because the scares come twice as quickly in... I beat you! Creep Show 2. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And, of course, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. And welcome to the Black Friday episode. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> that was... That was messed up. <laughs> yeah, this is coming out after Thanksgiving. We hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. That that was my best creep impression. Oh, really? It's the best I can do. Is that what you were doing? I guess. Oh, I thought you were doing that one guy. My precious. That dude. I, hey, don't hate on Gollum. I did. I hate on him. No. He's got a name. Oh, his name's what? Gollum. Gollum. Okay. Or you can call him Schmeagle. Mm, I'll stick with Gollum. <laughs> <coughs> but anyway. Anyway. Yes, sir. Like I said, we hope you guys and gals had a wonderful Thanksgiving, spending time with your loved ones, eating turkey, ham, biscuits. Biscuits? Yeah, some people eat biscuits. Maybe I should have said rolls. Dressing? Yeah, there you go, rolls. Mac Macaroni? No, dressing. Macaroni? Mm. Mashed potatoes? Mm. Corn. Cranberry. On top, uh, corn on top corn. of the mashed potatoes. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. You can't forget about the deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. And for you psychos that eat ham on Thanksgiving instead of turkey, get your ham. We eat ham, but we do ham and turkey, though. As long as you got the turkey. That's but you got to dip the ham in the mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then you get the rose leftovers. You make little sandwiches for yeah. like a week. Yeah, little sliders. Delicious. But anyway. Anyways, now I'm hungry. Now. <laughs> I know. Uh, this episode, of course, we are discussing the 1987 film Creepshow 2. Of course, a couple weeks ago, our episode was on Creepshow. And Randy, 
Did I not promise you this one was going to be better than that one? You made promises. Did I keep it? You kept it. All right, there we go. This one was a lot. I will say this. Okay. If they would have taken, uh, the I don't remember the name of it, but the Leslie Nelson with that one. Oh, the something to tide you over. Something to tide you over. If they would have took something to tide you over and Hitchhiker and King Woodenhead. Mm-hmm. Or Chief Woodenhead. Yeah. If they would have made, that would have been the ultimate creep show. There you go. That would have been the best. If they would have took those and mixed them together, it would have been the ultimate creep. Right on. But yeah, this one was definitely better. Well, this film right here, as how how people say it, it holds a spot in my heart. Or holds something. a special place in his heart. There you go. Because this is the one that I used to go to all the, like I said, movie mania, family video, all Showtime. I used to rent this on VHS all the time. I don't know why I skipped the first one. Like, I saw this one because your intuition I guess. let you know it was trash. And me and my brother used to watch this one all the time, man. This is my favorite creep show, man. I love this one. It was good. I'll give it that way. The the Chief Woodenhead was was probably the best one out of these. See, and that's my favorite story. That was probably the best. And it's not, it's not even the fact that it's it's not even scary. It's just. Yeah. I but I will say that um, the Hitchhiker, mm-hmm. I didn't, like, when it got first got going, I thought, this is going to be boring. But it wasn't. Yeah. The Hitchhiker was actually pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I dig it. I know some people that absolutely hate it because he keeps going, thanks for the ride, lady. But I thought it was funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it added that little, you know, little bit of comedy to it. Right, right. Dude, I cannot believe Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 29%. Why can you not believe it? They give all the good movies bad. I'm Like, I've always questioned Rotten Tomatoes' um, ability mm-hmm. to accurately score movies. Yeah. But but now I'm, I'm for sure. it's It's just bad. Yeah, but what's funny is if you go to hit Rotten Tomatoes and see what the audience scored it, surely they scored it good. Well, Shudder gave it a four point or forty one percent. That's better than twenty nine. Heck yeah! I mean, Shudder gave it a four point three out of five. Oh yeah. What IMDb give it? I'd like to hear what Joe Bob Riggs would say about it. <laughs> I, I don't, you might not want to know that. Look, girl, IMDb gave it a six. Really? Out of ten. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, you suck. You suck, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You're rotten. <laughs> you see what I did? Yeah, I see yeah, it. You see what I did? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. get it. Yeah, man. Hey, well, <laughs> while we're doing the voice, uh, Randy, you want to hit us up with that summary? Hey, man, I got you, man. What you talking about, Willie? I got you. Three. Holy crap, is, that's a long summary. No, I'm not doing that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Three more bone-chilling tales that include a vengeful wooden Native American, a monstrous blob in a lake, and a hitchhiker who wants revenge and will not die. Man just wanted a ride. That's a pretty good summary on all three of them. Yeah, it really is. Like a little quick little peek, pat, pow. <laughs> right. All right, Randy. Hit us up with that cast. What you want, man? I got it, man. All right, we got Stephen King makes an appearance. He plays <laughs> the truck driver. Which I got to say real quick. When we was watching that, he makes an appearance in the last story, The Hitchhiker. I knew it was him, and I turned and looked at you, and it was your facial expressions. Because at first, you were just watching... And then I seen your eyebrows kind of moving. You were like, "Wait a minute!" I can see the gears rolling, <laughs> shifting. You were like, "I know that person." Smoke was pouring, boy. Yeah. I tell you, you got uh, Stephen King plays the truck driver. Tom Savini plays the creep. Probably my favorite character in the whole show. Oh yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. And it was just his look. Yeah. And it honestly it reminded me of the time or the uh, the vampire that he played. He had, it had the same kind oh, of features. And yeah, stuff from, yeah. Yeah. And then you had uh, Dominic John played uh, the Billy, which is the kid through the the show mm-hmm. in between. 
Uh, Lois Childs played Annie Lansing. George Kennedy played Ray Spruce, which mm-hmm. I feel like should be everybody's lovable grandpa. I'm telling you, man. I can't. I, and I know you said you haven't seen it in a while, but he's in all the Naked Gun movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, Frank's uh, partner, Leslie Nelson, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So we had Holt McCallany or McCallan. Anyway, Sam White Moon okay. played the very uh, poorly painted uh, Native American, which I knew he looked familiar because I've seen him in some military movies before where he played like a jarhead, like a Marine. Yeah. Um, we had Dorothy Lamore played Martha Spruce. Paul Satterfield um, played somebody. I think he played the dude in the yellow banana hammock. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, his name was Deke. Deke. Paige Hannah played Rachel. Daniel Bur- Beer played Randy. It's not me. <laughs> Tom Wright played the Hitchhiker. Don Harvey played Andy Cavanaugh. Frank Salcedo played Ben Whitemoon, which I've seen him in other movies before, too. I just can't place any of them. Dean Smith played Mr. Cavanaugh. Uh... Joe Silver also played a version of the creep, which I think it was the voice for the animated creep. Uh-huh. I think yeah. that's who he played. Uh, that's pretty much it. Well, this film was actually directed by Michael Gornick, and the screenplay was written by George Romero, so he did make a return. George Romero. Yeah, he directed the first one. Hmm. And, of course, it was based upon stories by Stephen King. Stephen King is such a good writer at coming up with stories, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. But that being said, all right, man, we want to get into the first story here? Let's do it. All right. I will kind of read a little... uh, A blurb. Yeah, there you go. A little summary. But uh, it says, Ray and Martha Spruce are an elderly couple who ran a small-town general store whose decor includes a cigar store Indian named Old Chief Woodenhead. Uh, How? The Spruces are visited by Benjamin Whitemoon, the elder of the local Native American tribe, who gives them a bag of jewelry, his tribe's sacred treasures, as uh, collateral for the debt the tribe has incurred. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, so this is my favorite story of any of the creep shows. I think this is definitely my favorite one of this one for sure. Mm -hmm. Something to tide you over is still... Like, as far as the creep show movies, uh-huh. it's still the, uh, one of my favorite stories. But this is definitely, if not a tie for first, it's it's definitely a close second. So, I don't really consider this story a horror story. I figure it's more like a revenge. What do you think? I, I think you could, like, it's it's slight horror in the fact that a giant wooden Native American yeah. is, is going ham on people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as being just like, I, I would say this one's probably more suspense yeah. than actual horror. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. Well, like I said, I've always liked this because I thought Ray and Martha played off good with each other. Oh, yeah. And, like you said, they're almost could be like your grandma and grandpa. Dude, I wanted to give that dude such a big hug. <laughs> like, I'm a hugger, and that dude just needed a hug. And and, and they they draw you in with, you know, because that's what, what he's talking about. The first thing you see is he's climbing up that ladder, and he's like... Talking to the Indian, mm-hmm. he's, and I can't even remember what he says. He uh, starts singing a song. Jimmy Crackcorn. Jimmy Crackcorn, yeah, and he's like, I know you've heard this for years. And he's like, 
my hands ain't as steady anymore. He's like, I'm going to paint your war paint, you know. And he was just talking to him like he's actually alive, you know, uh, which apparently he is. But I don't know. Like I said, I thought the chemistry between Ray and Martha was really good. And even the uh, hooligans, I'm going to call them. Yeah. Uh, Sam, Fat Stuff, and Rich Boy. I thought they even played off good with each other. Yeah. I They did. I felt like Sam kind of got over the top sometimes. Like, with his hair and vein. With his hair and the way he would just kind of flip his hair back and all this kind of stuff. And then the way he would come about stuff. Like, I felt like he was overdramatic at times. Yeah. But I've seen that guy act and he definitely got better the older he got. Really? I will say that. Okay. As far as acting goes. Well, that's what, they, it was almost like a premonition. Like, when you said that he kept moving his hair. Oh, I so, knew he was getting scalped. Did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. The second he flipped his hair for the first time, I was like, that hair's coming off by right. the end of this story. So, pretty much, Sam, Fat Stuff, and Rich Boy, they're all wanting to go to Hollywood because mm-hmm. the town is dead. Yep. And they go in, and all, strictly just to rob Ray and Martha of, they're getting all their money. They're getting uh, plenty of groceries, I guess, for the road trip. Yep. And Sam realized that his uncle, who come visit him, Benjamin, gave Ray all the jewelry from his tribe. And didn't he say it was like $10,000 worth? I think that's what he said. I think so, yeah. And and you notice how Martha perked up whenever she found out how much the jewels yeah, were worth? Yeah. She changed her tune real quick. Real quick. But anyway, to make a long story short, Sam is holding them hostage uh, with a gun. And he makes her go get her purse. And the whole time, Ray has the actual jewel, jewelry with him. Mm-hmm. And he's got the gun to her side. And after she gives him everything out of the purse, he's like, okay, there's one more thing I need. And he says, give me the jewelry that my uncle dropped off. Yeah. And Ray is just he too... He called it a bag of rock candy, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he that's when he says something about his $10,000 worth of material. Yeah. And Ray's old school where he's like, no, you can't take this from your tribe, you know, like... And do you think he shot Martha on purpose or was it an accident? I, I think he the first time when he shot her, I think it was on accident. I don't think he meant to. Because he got frustrated, yeah, and that's when it went off. They could have done a better job with that shotgun shot. I'm, yeah, that's true. That would have blew her in half. But you got, I mean, but it's also one of those things where, you know, it's an old lady. She's acting. Do you know? I mean, would they be able to do it the way they need to? I don't know. But Man. yes, I mean. That shotgun blast would have cut her in half. Yeah. Or at least would have made her insides her outsides. Well, once he shoots her, well, then Ray starts flipping out and starts walking toward her. And, bam, he shoots him. He only Does he shoot him twice or once? I think he only shot him once. And he, he shot him, and then he stumbled back, and then he started going forward, and then he fell over. So as soon as uh, he leaves, or as soon as he dies, Sam, Fat Stuff, and Rich Boy. Rich Boy left to go get the car. Mm-hmm. And Sam even tells him, uh, don't even think about leaving us because I'll find you. Yeah. Fat stuff starts throwing up because he, you know, he, he knows they took it too far. Oh, yeah. And it's funny to go back real quick before all this happened when his uncle was there, Sam's uncle, Benjamin. I don't know what he was saying. It was more, I guess it was more of a, hi, how are you doing? Or a good day. He yeah. was talking to them. He, but he was saying it in their negative, native tongue. Yeah. It's funny because when he was leaving, after he gave the jewelry, he looked at the Indian and said it to the Indian, and the Indian slowly nodded. You see that? Mm-hmm. He saw it for a second. He oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It freaked him out. Yeah. So, anyway, now fast forward to after he, uh, Sam kills Ray and Martha, 
this is my favorite scene of the whole movie is where Sam comes out and he looks and he's like, hey, no one's here. So he starts shooting up the store and then he, he's like, we're getting out of this town. We're going to Hollywood. And he ends up shooting the Indian. Yeah. They get in the rich boy's car and takes off. Well, when he shot him, he spilt the red paint that was on the uh, Indian's face. Yeah. It spills the can over and the Indian gets it. I don't know why I liked it so much, but when he puts that, when he wipes that war paint on his mm-hmm. cheek, that yell, that Indian yell he did, it was like a warrior cry. Dude, like, I knew as soon as I seen his hand moving over and I seen that paint, I was like, oh man, <laughs> he's getting dressed. Yeah. And he put it on his face, I was like, ah, kill him. <laughs> but the kill for mommy, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the yell. Yeah. Like, I like that. It, it was cool. Well, it was almost like, let me show you how it's done. Because Sam, after he shot Chief Woodenhead, yeah. he did a little yell himself. Yeah. But then after that is when Chief Woodenhead got dressed, and he did his howl, and it was just like, let me show you how it's done, youngster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for this being, uh, like I said, this film came out in 1987, yeah, I mean, you're going to notice stuff like... I was yeah. going to say, this is one of those movies where it came out in 1987... They didn't try to make it seem like it was past its time. Yeah. But you can definitely tell that it's a 1987 type movie. Yeah. But it's not in a bad way. Right. It's in a nostalgic, you know, remembering your childhood time. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, they all go to their own places because they're going to go pack up, get as much stuff they can ready. And get dieted. Yeah. And the first one to bite the dust is Fat Stuff. Why do they call him Fat Stuff? I mean... Probably because they were lazy they couldn't think of a name. They probably wouldn't. What would you think of his kill scene? He looked like a Ralph. Yeah. To me, his was like my least favorite. Your least favorite? Yeah. Because it's just like... He's watching some television show. Uh, Now, if... I will say this. If they would have given you a shot of Chief Woodenhead pulling the bow back... Yeah. And then the arrow coming through... I would have been okay with it. Like the shadow? Yeah, yeah. Like the shadow pulling arrow. But it was weird because he was sitting down in the chair and the arrows came from behind him. And it looked like the chair was right up against the wall. So where did the arrows come from? No, the uh, it, the chair wasn't right against the wall though. Was it not? No, it yeah, wasn't. I thought it was. No. But I, it, that's what didn't make sense to me. Cause if it was coming in front of him, I'd be like, yeah, he's in the kitchen. or you know, Yeah. Taking shots and shooting sandwiches and stuff. But fat stuff, I, I don't know what he's eating. He's got a bowl of something, and he's got a beer, and he's watching some black and white uh, show. Yeah. And he sits down on the recliner, and all of a sudden, I don't remember where the arrow went first. I think it went into his uh, his chest. It was like his chest, his stomach, and, and the last one that, hit him right in the forehead. Yeah. So, fat stuff's dead. He gone. Rich Boy, this is the one I like. I, mm. It's not my favorite, but I like Rich Boy's. Uh, they go to his house, and it's funny because I like the little similarity how Fat Stuff was in his little, like little uh, trailer, yeah. watching on this little TV, this black and white film. Well, then when it cuts to Rich Boy, it's the same movie, but it's on a bigger TV in color. Yeah, you see uh, Rich Boy coming out, and he's got his um, bags packed and his all boom this stuff, box. his boom box, and he keeps hearing all this ruckus in the garage. Well, when he goes out to the garage, his car, all the windshield, the uh, Side mirror, everything's just broken. Right. I like this idea. You go ahead and finish it off. I, I, I like the idea because they never show Chief Woodenhead actually doing anything. Right. But you get the full effect of his death. Because you see the... You see the shadow. Yes. So he's coming out, he sees the car, and then the door shuts. And as the door shuts, you see Sam, or you see uh, 
Rich, Rich Boy. Boy's shadow on the door. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see Chief Woodenhead coming through. And you can see the headdress and everything. And he's got his tomahawk. Yeah. And he comes and he, he, he doesn't just hit him in the back of the head. He grabs him and turns him around. Yeah. And he just waylays into him. And they got they they gave you a little bit of color. They put some blood splatter on the door. Which oh I yeah, thought, I thought it was nice. I'm and glad then it shows him laying there on his yeah. Hood. And then it shows him laying on the hood, and then he closes the garage door. He's so considerate. He closed the door. But I love that too. When the uh, garage door is closing, you can still you can see a shadow just yeah. standing there watching. I like that. And it was like faced off to the side. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Uh, then the last one, of course, is Sam the douche. Yeah, and again, now he's dressed a little nicer, and he's like. Nicer. He just put on a shirt. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, that's I'm all sorry. he did. He was wearing blue jeans and a blue jean jacket with no shirt, showing his no abs in the store. And then he put on a blue jean or like a denim button-up shirt. Oh, okay. Did. That's all he did. Dressed nice. Well, he's looking in the mirror again, and he says something like, how can they ever resist this in Hollywood? And that was some of the fakest hair. <laughs> yeah. Like you could tell that hair was fake. He was like, took me nine years to grow it. it took you nine minutes to walk to the grocery store and pick a a wig, yeah. But I guess he sees his reflection in the mirror because he grabs a shotgun and he spins around and the front door's open. Yeah. And there's Chief Woodenhead. He's like, no, you can't be real. And he shoots him. Starts to step forward to he, him. He's got his knife. Yeah. Chief Woodenhead's got his wooden knife. Sam takes off, goes in the bathroom, Herbert shuts the bathroom door, and he's like, come on, bring it. Come on. You know, he's oh, and yelling. he brought it. Then he smashes out the window. He's, I guess he's realized, I'll oh, screw this. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I love this. All of a sudden, Chief Woodenhead comes through the wall, grabs a hold of him, and he just, you see him. He gets his handful of hair, and he's got it almost like in a ponytail at the end of it. Oh, he was scalping. Brings him through it, and you see the hand go up, and right when he goes to scalp him, it cuts off to the next scene. But his scream, they drug it out. Which was cool, because it's almost like it woke his uncle up. Yes. Benjamin? Yes. Because he, like, the whole time he's screaming, then we go into a shot of Benjamin laying on his bed, and you can see the pouch, uh-huh. and you can see a ring on his finger. Yeah. And the whole time he's in the process of actually waking up, the scream comes in. And once he's fully awake, it kind of fades out. Yeah. He wakes up, and he grabs the pouch, and he knows what it is. And it's almost like for a second he's pissed because yeah. he's like, he brought me the stuff back. Yeah. And he sees a ring on his finger. So then you get a shot of him driving his car up to the, the, the little general convenience store. store. The little general store. He's, and he's hauling. He's hauling up to it. Yeah. Well, as he's driving up to it, you see Chief Woodenhead there, and you get a shot of him holding the scalp. And he's got his war paint. And he's got his war paint, and his scalp's on his, his scalp's holding his in his hand, dripping blood. Benjamin pulls up. He gets out and he just kind of looks at it, and, and then it, then he takes his hat off and he nods at it and he says, "Now may your spirit rest, old warrior." And then he says something in his tribal language. I don't remember what he said it was, but, but yeah, I almost wanted him to go. I almost wanted Chief Woodenhead to nod at him one good time. Yeah, yeah. Be like, thank you, sir. But he didn't. But then it fades off and goes back into the comic book. But the, yeah, that's probably my favorite story of the creep shows. I really enjoy that one. Of, of this one for sure. I mean, yeah, it, like I said, it's probably tied for uh, something to tide you over for in right. between the two. But this is definitely my favorite one of the whole. And one thing I like about these creep show films is they don't have to explain anything. Uh-uh. Like. You didn't sit there and go, why did any come to love? Yeah. Why this? You know, it's just like, yeah. it's a comic book. Just, yeah. I like that. And it's, it's made to be like that. But what I really like about it is how they give you a creep, uh, a crypt creeper feel. Yeah. Because of the creep. Yeah. They give you that, he tells you a little thing in between the stories. Yeah. And then he gives it the name. 
which is something that the Crypt Creeper always did. Yeah, because I like how on the second story when he comes back, he's like, oh, that one didn't run you off? Well, I got another one for you. Yeah. You know? But the next one is called, story number two is The Raft. My least favorite. Really? Yeah. I really like this one. This is my least favorite. See, I think this one's better than The Hitchhiker. See, I like The Hitchhiker better. All right, we'll... we'll... Because The Hitchhiker, for me, The Hitchhiker had that comedy aspect of it. I got you. It was a little funny with the dead dude. But But we meet... uh, Let's see here. Yeah, Rachel. Deke. Deke. Laverne. And, and Randy. Yeah, who they called. They, they, Deke and Randy had two different names for each other. It was like Poncho and Cisco. That's what it was, Cisco. But the, uh, the little small summary I got, it says, In mid-October, four college students, Deke, Laverne, Randy, and Rachel, arrive at Cascade Beach, a uh, desolate lake far from civilization, for some fun. While swimming to a wooden raft in the middle of the lake, Randy witnesses a duck being pulled under the water by an unseen force. There's a bag of trash bags. Once all four students are on the raft, they discover what Randy was so nervous about. A large black blob-like creature resembling an oil slick floating on the surface of the water. I'm pretty sure I've seen the words hefty on the top of it. It does look like, you know, <laughs> it really does look like somebody just tied a string to a whole big old thing of trash bags and dragging it along the water. But you know, I, and I'll tell you why I like this one so much better than the Hitchhiker. The effects were really good on this one. I will, the effects were good. I will give it that. Rachel, when she's sitting there, you know, she gets up and she walks over to the, or actually, no, she's, she walks over to the edge of the raft and then she sits down mm-hmm. and she's just looking at it. Was that Rachel or Laverne? No, that was, that was Rachel. The one that put her hand in? Yeah. Okay. And Rachel kind of leans her hand and she's barely touching it. And all of a sudden it grabs her. The way it just ripped her skin like burning. Yeah. I love that. And once it pulls her in, they're all flipping out. That's such a creepy spot when she comes up out of the water with her arms sticking out. It hurts. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, dude. I remember watching this when I was young, and it freaked me out. Like, I love that that, that scene. Wait a minute. Like, was that the cover of the the VHS? There was a couple different covers, but yeah, that was one of them. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Like, I just thought about that in my head. I remember seeing this woman reaching out of this black tar type stuff. Yeah. I guess that's what it was. They had a couple different ones. One of them was actually Creep on it, and then her. But uh, See, my thing with this one is, and it's not that the effects and everything I thought were really good. The story in this one, like, didn't, to me there wasn't, there wasn't enough story. These kids go out, they swim out to this raft, and then they get eaten by a trash bag. It's creep show. There, there shouldn't be a reason why. Yeah, but at least no, Chief no. Woodenhead, we got some story. Chief Woodenhead. Okay, what this? Chief, oh, hold, okay, so Chief Woodenhead, <laughs> downtrodden town, uh-huh. going to hell in a handbag. Uh huh. There's a general store owner that wants to bring this the back to life. He's yeah. a generous man who wants to give back to the people. Right. That's your backstory. You know that. Yeah. You got a bunch of horny teenagers that want to take a swim. That's enough. All you that's need. Your you see, story, that's all you they need. They made up with boobies. <laughs> no, that's why you like it. No. This is the only one with boobies. That's why Johnny <laughs> likes this one. No, uh, I'll actually tell you, this one to me is the worst acting of all of them. All uh, three of them. Uh, the I'll agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like di- none of them, I thought did a good job until they were. I thought Rachel did good when she was uh, being killed. Like, <laughs> like how she got brought down, and yeah. I thought she did good. Well, then, the whole Deke messed with Randy, talking about uh, what he kept calling him? Poncho. Poncho. That, that got old. 
Yeah, they, they, they he would call him Poncho, and Randy would call him Cisco. And then when they start when the after it brings Rachel down, Laverne is freaking out, and she's like, "What are we gonna do?" She's screaming, and he walks over and he goes, "Hey, shut up, or I'm gonna give you like." He raises yeah. his fist. I mean, it was just none of their acting was really that good. So look at the deaths. So you had Rachel's death. She reached down to water. It's when you first get a glimpse of what this stuff can do. Yeah, and it the like the effects were good. I will go. Yeah. Back. So that was Rachel's death. Uh, who died next? Deke? Yep. It come through the raft. It come through the raft. So and dude, he was, he was kind of standing Because he was on fixing the, to dive off. Yeah. And he was standing on the slits of the raft. Yeah. And the stuff started bubbling up through the slits and got his foot. And it looked good. And it did look good. And then it pulled him down and he, you know, collapsed him, folded him half like an accordion. Dude, that looked good. I was going to say, I said, is that his leg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say the best shot in this entire movie was his hand coming through the slat and that ring getting stuck. Yeah, that was one of the best shots. Yeah, that was cool. I, honestly, I thought it was going to deglove his finger. Not gonna lie, I kind of wish it would have. <laughs> but then uh, Laverne, Laverne's death. This that was stupid. That was the dumb. I, okay, leading up to her death was stupid. Was stupid. Her actual death and the effects of it was actually I thought it was really good. It was, but here's Randy who was with Laverne. Laverne. No, he was with Rachel. Laverne and Deke was together. Yeah. And here it is, Randy. They, uh, him and Laverne, overnight they fall asleep. Fall asleep, wake up, and because they were taking shifts at yeah. first, and then she's out cold. And instead of him waking her up, he lays her down. But he does look to see where the blob's at, and it's right. away from him. He lays her down and tries to start taking advantage of her. He starts pulling her shirt up, messing with the chichis, and she's kind of like whimpering. And he and, just and thinks, so she's saying no, yeah. and he's like, oh, he's like, wait a minute, he thinks it's her, him messing with her. Yeah, he pulls her shirt back down and lifts up, and she's like laying on her side, and she's just kind of, you know, groaning like she's like groggy, waking yeah. up. Yeah. Well, then you can see her mouth kind of sag. Yeah. And you're like, what the crap? And then she wakes up, and she's like, no. And then she fa- her face turns, and it got her on the cheek. So if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have died that early yeah. anyway. Pervert killed her. Yeah. But and then what he do? Jumped in the water like a coward. What would you do? Probably jumped in the water like a coward. Not going to lie. But, so I thought her death scene was good. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. When it pulls her when it pulls her in, I thought that looked awesome. But when she comes up and it's she's... It's a skeleton? It's a skeleton, but you could hear her yeah. still yelling. Yeah. That, that, that was awesome. But yeah. after the blob gets her... Randy swims for it. He dives in. He takes off. And he's actually... It's funny because that thing... The trash bags started moving around the raft. And you said, Dang, it is moving pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the whole time, man, you were like, Well, I would definitely jump in the water because I could not swim it. I seen it coming around the raft and I was like, Man, maybe I'd have been dead. But this dude was a slow swimmer. Yeah. Like, this was the most theatrical swim I've ever seen in my life. Well, he couldn't... Remember, on the way there, too, he was having trouble. And that's what Deke was making fun of him about. He was like, Are you actually going to be able to swim out to it this time? So we do know that okay, this was attempted before, yeah. but he gets he goes to swim and the stuff's chasing him. The trash bags, the hefty killer, is chasing him. He gets to the shore, makes it to the shore, and he's sitting there and he's like, "I beat you, I beat you." And then what does the blob of trash bags do? Come lifts up. up out of the water and smashes down on top of him and drag. And I love that how it's dragging him. Did, did you, you see the outline of it? I was gonna say, did you notice the the bump? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, and then it just slowly slumped back in the water. And then we get a pan out shot of the car, whose doors are still open. Yep. Playing music. Playing music. It pans over to the brush, over to the side. And then we get a pan of a covered cross-looking sign that says, no swimming. Yeah. 
I thought that was a good way to end it. I thought it was too. And then they comic booked it, which was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then finally, the third story, the the actual final story of the film, is The Hitchhiker. I'll let you go ahead and hit this one since this was your favorite. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This was better than... I, I liked it better than the blob, you know, hefty, the hefty killer. That's what they should have called that one, the hefty killer. I really like that raffle, man. man. But go ahead with the... So, The Hitchhiker was... You start off with The Hitchhiker. There's a man and a woman in a bed. She wakes up. Her name's Annie. Her name's Annie. Uh, you don't know who the gigolo oh, is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You me, you yeah, go ahead, go ahead and read that little summary you got there. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me go ahead, man. Book. Annie Lansing. Yeah, that's a name. Annie, a businesswoman, wakes up and gets out of bed after sleeping with her gigolo lover. Annie realizes that she only has 15 minutes before her attorney husband, George, arrives home. So she hopes, or I'm sorry, so she hops into her car and races home several miles away. A spilled... Cigarette causes Annie to lose control of Slippery Corner where she runs over a Dover-bound hitchhiker. Seeing that no one witnessed the incident, Annie takes off and doesn't look back. Shortly after she leaves, however, the area is crowded with a truck driver, played by Stephen King, a pair of passerbyers, and George, who reports the hit and run to the police. Oh, so that was her husband behind her. Dang, it was. What it sure was. I didn't even realize that. Nope. That's why he was late. Yeah. All right, go ahead. How about that? I mean, you pretty much gave up the whole thing. Well, no, just... That's the summary. That's it. That's all they need to know. You don't want to tell them about your <laughs> fair part yet? With the stupid so, hitchhiker dude? <laughs> so, she hits the hitchhiker. And the whole part of this story is mainly her driving. And she's like in doubt of whether or not she's going to be able to live with hitting and killing the, the hitchhiker. At one point, she stops, turns around to look behind her, and the hitchhiker's chasing behind her, waving the sign, which was creepy. It was something so simple, but I'm going to point this out real quick. The original 1990 film, It, mm-hmm. the creepiest scene to me in that entire movie is where John Ritter is in the back of the cab going to Derry. Mm-hmm. And he looks up, and you can see Pennywise on the side of the road holding a balloon, and he's just waving just at waving. him. Yeah. And when he passes him, he looks at him. And he waves at him. He turns around and there's the balloon in his face. Yeah. I don't know why that's creepy, but this right here, when you see that hitchhiker limping, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. It, go. it was crazy. So he, she does that, turns around, looks, sees him. She's freaking out. He ends up in front of her car and he's like, hey, lady, thanks for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and that, that's the line the hitchhiker has the whole time. He's yeah. terrorizing this woman. But is she being terrorized? Or is. She um, beating herself up for what she did. Don't know. Is this something she's imagining? Or is this something that's actually happening to her? Right. So the whole story is her driving around with this dead hitchhiker trying to get into the car. Yeah. He gets his hand caught in the sunroof at one point. The whole time he's screaming, hey, lady, thanks for the ride. (laughs) Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride. So she's driving, and she stops on the side of the road with him on top of her car. She gets a bright idea. She wants to drive through the woods. Right. In a Mercedes. Go figure. Right. You know, like you do. So she's driving through the woods trying to get this guy off, and it's not working, and she's just banging. Hey, <laughs> What's this funny about it? <laughs> hey. Okay. So she's driving through the woods. <laughs> she hits these little bitty trees, and every time she does, her car just kind of bounces off of it. Right. And like she like hits it, stops, backs up, keeps going. <laughs> It's yeah. like she's playing ping pong with this thing. So, 
She finally comes across this low-hanging tree, and she drives underneath it and knocks him off. She drives, keeps driving through, she hits the road, so she stops. She thinks, all right, I got rid of him. She looks over, and now she remembers. She opens up the gun box. She's got a gun. Yeah, the yeah. The whole time. She was going through all that mess. She remembers she got a gun. So she reaches in, get the gun. The uh, hitchhiker ends up coming through her passenger side door. She gets the gun. She pops a couple shots off at him. And it's like he's slowly dying but not dying. Yeah. Every time she... It seems like every time she does something or interacts with this dude, he looks worse. Yeah. So she Which shoots, is good. I like that. Yeah. She empties the gun on him. He gets out. She pulls off and he's laying in the road. And get, he gets up and starts pointing at the car while well, she backs up and runs over him again. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's yelling at him. She's mad at him. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I got from this whole thing. It's like, you're mad at this dude, and he's just coming back trying to get revenge because you run him over and ran away. So she runs over him once, and then she takes off runs him over him again. She thinks, that's it. No, that's not it. Right. Because she's driving. He shows up again. He gets on the hood of her car, and she rams into a tree. So after she hits the tree, he falls off, gets mm-hmm. stuck on the tree, she backs up and she's got this like sadistic serial killer look on her face. Like she's had enough. Yeah. It's like she's tired. So she goes forward. She rams into the tree with him and runs him in between her and the, the tree. Yeah. She does it like 19 times. <laughs> just constantly just bulldozing this dude. And the last time, and the, this whole time, mind you, she's talking to herself. And like the times that she has by herself. Mm-hmm. She's talking to herself like, that'll cost you another three grand. Then it'll be like yeah. brand new off the showroom floor talking about the car. Well, she hits it for the last time. She sits there for a second. And she says something like that where she's talking about um, that, that that like a brand new car, Mrs. Lansing or something right. like that. And then she just passes out. Yeah. So she wakes up. She sees the tree. She's like, I had a wreck. And it's, it snowed overnight. And, and yeah, it snowed a little bit. So, now she's waking up. She's thinking, I just had a wreck and everything that I went through was a dream. She's trying to convince herself. She's trying to convince herself that everything that she went through was a complete dream. Yeah. So, she literally backs up, talking about it being a dream the whole time. And she's like, that's the excuse I'll give my husband while I'm late. Yeah. And she drives her car through the woods Mm -hmm. to get out of the woods to go home. Yep. Dragging headlights and bumpers and fenders and everything the whole way. You get a shot of the house. She pulls into the driveway at the house. Fender's dragging. Yep. Opens the garage door. Pulls into the garage door. There's blood all over the front of her car. And she goes, really? He's not home? For the first time, he's not home? Husband was not home. She don't know why. So now we know why, though. We know why. Because he was right behind her. Yeah. So she's sitting in her car. And then who shows up? A hitchhiker. This time, this looked, time, this dude is dead, dead. Yeah, because she steps out to get out. Yeah, his eyes all hanging he, like way down. Like he's laying out. on the ground, and it's like a skeleton, like melted. And thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. She gets back in the car. He jumps in. Does he start trying to bite her? No, or I think like he's he, just in her ear, and he's, he's like, "Thanks for the ride." Looks like he was trying to eat her neck. I think he was choking her. I know. What was she trying to bribe him the whole time? Yeah, she was Did like, what? "Yeah, she was like, will it take 10, 50? What? Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, what the heck? Is hey, that I will say this. I think her acting was really good in certain spots. Yeah, I, like I'll, I'll for it that. to be strictly on her the entire time. 
Honest, I think she did pretty decent. Honestly, I think her best acting was when she wasn't saying anything and her, it was her facial expressions. Like, some of her facial See, expressions were great. I thought her best acting... Well, yeah, well, they were. But I thought her best acting was when she was going crazy and she was like, what do you want? Like, when she was like... Yeah. When she couldn't get over it. Not while he was attacking. It was like after she got rid of him, like she threw him off. Yeah. And she'd like flip out and start questioning and stuff. I thought that's when her acting was good. So, he attacks her and then it... We go back to the front of the house. Yeah. And you get a little time lapse. And, and you see the garage door closing. garage door closing. Did you notice all the fog when the door was closing? Mm-hmm. Was that fog? No. Was that exhaust? That was exhaust. Exactly. So, her husband, car comes pulling up. He opens the garage door. All that exhaust is coming out of it. He goes in there. He starts calling for her. Walks up to her door. And what does he see? She's dead in her seat. With the Dover sign in front of him. Yes. So, was she so, like, distraught that she killed a guy that she went home and killed herself? Exactly. I want to know if the car was all damaged like it was. I, it, you didn't get a good shot of the car exactly. after he showed up. Yeah, so I don't know. So, did was all that stuff in her head? Right. Did she just drive home and then kill herself because she was so upset she killed somebody? I guess this is something for you to do. I think... To me, I think it was all in her head and because she even said, can you live with this? Yeah. Can you live with Before this? all this stuff happened, that's when she was saying, can you live with and this? And this was her conscience saying, no. And it, she she even said, she was like, I can turn myself in later if I can't live with it. Exactly. Yeah. So she couldn't live with it. You turned yourself in to the big guns upstairs. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then, then, that's the end. It, it ends, it, go, it goes back to the comic book and... The very last thing we see, I'm not going to go over the little Billy kid and all that, but the yeah. very last thing we see is the creep shows up. Yep. Love the makeup on Tom Savini. Tom Savini. And how he does his little laugh and he throws the comic books out. And I always thought that was such a creepy ending. Yeah. How the truck's driving off, the credits start rolling, and the creep is just throwing out these magazines over and over. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought it was like, I wish he was in it more. Yeah. Because yeah. you only get them in the beginning and the end. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Well, with that being said, that was it for Creep Show Two, and I guess now it's time for the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Guess what? Let me guess. You're gonna go first. Sure, I'll go first. Yeah, you go ahead and go first. Okay. He's gonna give it a thumbs up. He's gonna give it an A minus. Well, there we go. So that was my. <laughs> I love the film, and here's a little fun fact for you. Oh, this little FF. Yeah. Do you remember in the uh, Creep Show, the TV series I showed you on Shudder with the little doll head mm-hmm. that was in the girl's house? Yep. She went to the other doll store to get something to protect the family. Yep. She got the Indian. It was. Yes, it was. Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't even recognize that. Yeah. Indian didn't make out so well on that one, though. No, he didn't, but, that, that, <laughs> but that's so cool that they went back and did that. that I never even thought about that's that. That's cool. That is cool. But anyway, I love this film. That might have just bumped up my rating a little bit. There we go. <laughs> I dig the film, man. Uh, I have not seen Creepshow 3, but this one, like I said, I grew up watching. I still think it's really good, entertaining to watch. Um, love the effects. On the first one was okay. This one, they Tom Savini, whoever did, I'm sure he did the makeup stuff, blew it out of the water. I thought the effects looked really good. The music I even thought was good. And I, and it's funny because if you actually w- watch all three of them, 
uh, they all seem like they're starting off to be like Hallmark uh, movies. Yeah. They really like, do. It's, it's got the sappy music and all that. Even with the teenagers in the car getting like high and stuff, it's still just like a, a upbeat. They're playing yeah. music. I like how it switches to that to boom. It's like uh-oh. that one. That one almost started off like it's like it's the beginning of a Cheech and Chong movie or something, or Friday Thirteenth film. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I dig the movie. Like I said, I thought the acting was good, except for the garbage one, uh, the garbage bag as you call it. It's the raft, which I really I like the. Like I said, I like it, but the hefty I, killer. They play all th- four of them. Kids play better when they were being killed than. Oh the, yeah. I think they're acting hands down. But uh, I'm giving it a thumbs up. I recommend you to watch the film. Hey, add it to your collection if you're a horror fan. And I'm going to give this one a B plus. A B plus? Yes. Okay. All right. So I did dig it. Better Good. than the first one. Good. <laughs> uh, something to tide you over is still, you know. Yeah. It's still a good one. But I will say overall I enjoyed all three of these more than I enjoyed the other three. On should there was the four, four of them. Was it the first? Well, I'm not counting something to tie you. Up. Oh, okay, okay. So the other three terrible ones. Yeah. Um. I I tell you, I really dug the music. Yeah. For this whole movie, because it it had that '80s rock feel. Sometimes I felt like I was playing some of them old video games. Oh yeah. <laughs> because it had that, that that techno kind of feel to it. Right. Um. It's crazy because my least favorite story on this one was the raft, uh-huh. but it, it also had the best graphics, like the best yeah. effects. So I, I dig that. It's almost like they made up for it. They're like, "Look, yeah, this is like we know the story's not great, guys. Here's some special effects." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, Tom Savini, you're the man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I did I did enjoy Chief Woodenhead, the story behind that one, even though they killed the lovable grandparents. Yeah, you know, what can you do? It's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, and I like the mind-bending that they have you do in the last one. In yeah. The, uh, the Hitchhiker. Yeah. Because did she kill herself, or did the ghost come back to kill her? Right. You know. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I definitely dug it a whole lot better than the first one. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Right on. Uh, check it out if you're a collector. If you happen to buy the first one. You might as well buy this one. Dude, I bought this Start one. Start a collection. I bought this one. I don't know how long before I forgot the first one. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and, uh, yeah, add it to your collection if you're a collector. And I'm going to give it a B. Right on. I'll give it a B. Sweet. So here's the big question. Would you ever watch it again? Honestly? Yeah. I'd probably watch the first story. The Indian one, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would, I would, I could probably turn it on and watch Chief Woodenhead, but I'll tell you, this isn't the only kind of movie that I would do that to. Oh yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I watched the boot camp in the, the very beginning of it. Uh-huh. And once they go to war, I turn it off every time. Oh really? Yeah, I, I, I never watch it after the gunnery sergeant does. Well, that's like uh, Lord of the Rings. I watch it during the credits I'll and then smack the, the movie dog mess out. When of the you. movie starts, I shut it off. You know what? <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be on these episodes anymore. <laughs> Cause your boy, oh, Johnny B. Good over here is finna get a smacking. <laughs> well, right on. I'm, I'm glad you liked it better than uh, the first one. I thought you would, but I did. I did like this one. Better. I figured when you saw the Indian one at first, when it first started off, and it was just a 
the lovable characters at first. I bet you were like, what is this? I mean, I, what's bad about it is, as soon as I seen the wooden Indian, it looked familiar. Yeah. Like, I had seen it somewhere before. But, and, and very well may have been, I watched this when I was a kid and yeah. completely forgot all about it. Well, with that being said, uh, of course, we're going to have a couple episodes coming up in December, and we still have not gotten any titles yet that we're wanting to do. We haven't. There hasn't been any that just stuck out for me this year. Right. So, hmm. I don't know what we're going to do yet. How are we um, going to beat Santa Slay? I don't know, man. Santa? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if there's any other real good horror Christmas movies. You know what? December will be a surprise to everyone. Right. Including us. Yeah, so we're not even going to announce anything or even be like, hey, what if we... We're just not even going to do that. We are going to announce that for December we will have two podcasts. Yeah. That's the announcement. Yep. So... It might be anniversaries. They might be... B-rated movies. Yeah. They might be... Recent releases. We might pick a favorite actor and do one of those. I don't know. Yeah. So tune in again next time. Uh, Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for this episode <laughs> of Black Friday. With... That's the terrible yeah. creep impression. Yeah, it is. And it kind of hurts. Yeah, don't do that. I'm not. All right. Well, that being said, we're signing off. So, everyone, stay scared. Stay spooky. <laughs>